Well, hello again, everyone. It's Mike and Alina back with Practicing Catholic. So, Alina, what do we have on our show today? We are talking about Lent, L- Lent, 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 and more Lent. Wow. Lent. That's a good topic because it's that time of year. So, everyone, we can't wait to share with you more here on Practicing Catholic. All right, everyone. So, as, as Alina mentioned, we're going to be talking about Lent today. Uh, certainly, we are entering that season. We are actually recording this wonderful show here on Ash Wednesday. So, it is literally the beginning of Lent. And I uh, have a lot of great information, uh, hopefully, to help inspire you and, and encourage you uh, during this period of preparation. And uh, with that, I'm going to turn it over to Alina. So, Alina, what uh, what do you want to share about Lent? All right. Before we get our Lent on, um, there's a few things that we really should talk about um, before beginning Lent, even though it is already Ash Wednesday. Um, but let's start with what is Lent? Because if you're not a Catholic, maybe if you're a convert, maybe if you're a cradle Catholic who is practicing your faith, trying to become a better practicing Catholic like we mm-hmm. all are, let's start there. Uh, so Lent is the 40 days beginning on Ash Wednesday going up until Easter. Now, that does not include Sundays, okay? Yep. Um, and basically, in Lent, um, this is when we are fasting, we are praying, we are preparing for the resurrection of our Savior and what we believe as Catholics to be the beginning of the Catholic Church here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with Ash Wednesday, um, Ash Wednesday is that wonderful Wednesday where, (laughs) you know, we're going to fast and we're going to abstain. We're going to get the ashes on our forehead unless it is COVID and now we're getting ashes on our hair. So um, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, there's worse things. There's worse travesties in the church. So, Um, but so Ash Wednesday is... It's emphasizing our mortality and our need for ongoing repentance. And that's kind of the theme for all of Lent within the Catholic Church um, and even with our Protestant brothers and sisters who also practice Mm -hmm. um, Lent the 40 days before Easter. Um, Now, Father Mike Schmitz had a really, really great quote in regards to Ash Wednesday specifically. He had said, like, in response to why do we get ashes on our foreheads? He said, well, the ashes say I'm a sinner, Mm -hmm. but the cross says that I have a savior. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, it. you know, that certainly there's a lot of symbology there. Um, you know, another great, you know, sense is that, you know, it's, it's a proclamation. It is an outward symbol of what your faith really is meant to be in that, you know, what what your what your ashes can also help show is that you have a, an intent to die to worldly desires and live more in Christ's image. Yeah. And it goes back to the sackcloth and ashes, right? Mm -hmm. Like Old Testament style here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the first reference we have to remember actually when when the priest or deacon or whomever is, you know, giving the ash, uh, Genesis 2, 7, you know, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. So it's going back all the way out to that. Um, You know, there's reference to, um, you know, it's in a sense a reminder of that. But also if you look at, at John. Uh, chapter nine, verse six, he, Jesus heals the blind man by making mud. Yeah. He spits in the ground. So there's this, and you know, this, this understanding of, uh, re in a sense, rebirth or, um, uh, you know, in uh, returning to that mortality uh, mm-hmm. of our life, um, you know, the dust. And so that's a, another thing that I think is important that, um, there's a lot of symbology that you can you can read to, but if you allow that to really just kind of understand, um, you know, we we will not be here forever, right? On, on this earth, um, we are both mind and spirit together in in you know in an amazing unison as created by uh, you know the heavenly Father, 
um, in, in the Trinity. And, and what you see is that, you know, our earthly bodies will die. But what are we also then doing to prepare for uh, the afterlife? What are we doing to prepare our way to heaven? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also part of this, this journey, not just now, but also our own, um, you know, mortality in, in our final days. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love Lent. Yeah. Um, and that's not just because I like fish sticks, but <laughs> <laughs> Lent is good stuff. <laughs> Lent is great. I mean, I mean yeah. Yeah, we're, we're all, you know, practicing Catholics. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a sinner as much as you are. And, you know, Lent is, to me, kind of like Catholic New Year. It's like, oh, yeah. my I start my New Year's resolutions. Like, this is when we kind of, like, refocus and get ready, you know, to take on, mm-hmm. you know, our faith. Well, and, and that's the big thing is that when you, we to your point, it, it's kind of a refocusing. Um, you know, we, we've turned away from God, and mm-hmm. now we're turning back towards God. Yes. It's being cognizant or you know admitting our sin where we've fallen short and making greater effort in in that um you know rededication mm-hmm. of our faith and yeah. so but that's why the, you have the three pillars prayer uh almsgiving and fasting yes uh, but that's how a, we do lent that's how we do lent and there's but you brought up fish sticks i mean there's a lot of great things about fasting oh yeah yeah so um fasting um we are going to fast on ash wednesday mm-hmm. and good friday those are the only two days that we're going to um, fast. And then we abstain from meat mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday um, and every Friday during Lent, including um, Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but so fasting is defined as one full meal and then two lesser meals. Lesser meals, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, you can have a bagel in the morning and you can have, you know, a, a bagel for lunch. Yeah, a bagel for lunch. Let's stick to bread and water, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know. Um, but, you know, if you're a real fan of, like, McDonald's fish fillets, that counts as your full meal, okay? You don't get fish fillet for lunch and then... Fish ca- fillet for dinner. Fish fillet for dinner, like, Casey fish fry, you know? <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and I think that's important, you know, that you point out that, that it's it's two small meals and then one, just one larger meal that day. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of, oh, I'm not going to eat all day and I'll just, you know gorge myself at dinner right um or i'll have breakfast and not eat the rest of the day either Mm -hmm. it's it's too small and one larger right you know so i I think that's an important thing now with that making that conscious effort you know i mean if there are of course people out there who because of um certain circumstances whether it's it's health or whatever they may not be able to um fast Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, accordingly, according to church teaching, uh, in those instances, certainly one seek you know specific pastoral care from a deacon, priest, um, religious who can can help you with that. But there are other ways to fast. You right, know, things that we can quote unquote give up, um, and and those are the things to remember. Yeah, exactly. Um, so fasting is again like the one full meal, two small meals. And then abstinence is the refraining from eating meat. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we refrain from eating meat every Friday during Lent, but traditionally, mm-hmm. like, we're supposed to abstain from meat every Friday of the year. And Correct. We we just suck. <laughs> like, no, I, you know, I, you know. I think I think it, the rest it, of the world does. Like, not <laughs> Americans. Yeah. Well, I think it depends. It, it depends on you know things have become um, more synonymous with this period of time. Uh, it's kind of gone away. Yeah. Um, back when, when you know, certainly my parents uh, were, you know, were growing up, my mom. Yeah. And, um, you know, my grandparents. Yeah. There was no meat on Friday. Yeah. No. And and people will remember those days. Most um, religious, consecrated religious still practice that. Like I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, so a good friend of mine, her sister is a, um, 
a poor Claire nun. And oh, poor Claire. She's a poor Claire. So she's cloistered. They're cloistered. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're cloistered. Um, and they refrain from eating meat every Friday. And when she joined um, the order, her wow. family, um, this was like news to them. And when they kind of like explained why, they were fascinated by it. And so mm-hmm. her family, ever since her sister yeah. joined the poor Claire nuns, has refrained from meat every Friday, yeah. um, you know, and united their suffering with their sister who is now you know, cloistered you know, and how, how great. I mean, what a great way to, to join in prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that again, fasting is a form of prayer. Yes. It's a form, form of, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, prayer that, that aligns you, um, you know, not just, you know, greater in the sense of your faith, but it, it brings you closer to your brothers and sisters in the faith. Right. Who are practicing with you. You're not the only, you know, we're not the only ones fasting in yeah. this town or in the state. Right. Um, so I think there's, there's some beauty and that's really kind of cool. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And I love like, you know, Ash Wednesday, like seeing mm-hmm. other, you know, Christians, you know, with that outward sign of faith, you know, of the ashes on their forehead and every Friday, like, ah, no, no meat. Oh, that's right. You're Catholic. Yeah. Like it's that one time a year where, yeah. you know, you literally have like Catholic t- or Christian tattooed on your forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, is during Lent. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, you know, and, um, so technically we're not supposed to eat meat any Friday of the year, you Mm -hmm. know, um, we got away from that traditionally because we live in the Midwest. We live in Central America. Like we have, um, we don't have readily access you know, to fresh fish. And so that's kind of like why we got away from that in case you were wanting an explanation, how that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, well, yeah. And, and certainly, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's lost the tradition of society, right? You know, I mean, it, when you think about, to your point, in some cases, being in, the, you know, being in the Midwest, uh, you don't have access to to fish as readily available. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it also becomes, it, it's just part of just society in general. You know, non-Catholics are, you know, eating meat on Friday, They're, right? You know, people who who maybe you know Jewish or you know mm-hmm. um, uh, individuals who are Islamic, you know, the dietary needs of people are so diverse in this country right and so i think you can't accommodate everyone yeah and i think that also affected it and and um well public schools um i i was really blessed to go to a really really small predominantly christian public school and so they made sure during lent that we had had an option well we only had one option (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was that small there was no a lunch and b lunch you had lunch um and so every friday during lent though they would have fish sticks tuna patty whatever Mm -hmm. um you know grilled cheese something like that for us um during lent so i didn't have to worry about bringing my lunch from home you know on fridays or anything um but so i I was trying to look up though because throughout my life like i've been asked like so many times you know like yeah but why is fish okay um and like my mom always would say like well fish is okay because jesus ate fish (laughs) and it's like okay there we go like that answer (laughs) all right he was a fisherman yeah he was peter peter and james and they were jesus was the carpenter um but um basically like in my research to try and find this i came across a source that was actually from the archdiocese of saint paul minneapolis and i thought this was really cool so minnesota yeah (laughs) for all our fans up there hello yeah i hope we hope you're getting you're getting through the snowstorm yeah i've never been to minnesota but i think i would really like it Mm um anyway so i want to read this to you from um the archdiocese of saint paul minnesota because i've felt like this really like put this answer you know 
up, sure. up to par here. Yeah. Um, and so up until 1966, church law prohibited meat on Fridays throughout the entire year. The new law was proclamated in 1983 in the revised Code of Canon Law, which states abstinence is to be observed on Ash Wednesdays and on the Friday of the oh, Passion and go. Death of our Lord Jesus Christ. So All it's per- canon law. That's it's canon it's law. Right, right. Um, but most people still upheld it, kind of like veiling within the church. It was one of those, like, they liked it, so they kept doing it because sure. it brought them closer to Christ. Sure. And we're getting back to that now. You know, people are picking up those old traditions just to help them grow in their faith. Sure. Um, but all persons completed by their 14th year are bound to the law of abstinence. Um, the U.S. Catholic Conference of Bishops, the USCCB, um, extended this law to include all Fridays in Lent. Since Jesus sacrificed his flesh for us on Good Friday, we refrain from eating flesh meat in his mm-hmm. honor on Friday. Flesh meat includes the meat of mammals and poultry, and the main foods that come under this heading are beef, pork, chicken, and turkey. While flesh is prohibited, the non-flesh products of these animals are not, things like milk, cheese, butter, and eggs. Fish do not wow. belong to the flesh category of meat, and the Latin word for meat caro from which we get the english words like carnivore, carnivore and carnivorous applies strictly to flesh meat and has never been understood to include fish mm-hmm. furthermore former times flesh meat was more expensive and eaten only occasionally That's and associated true. with feasting and rejoicing whereas fish was cheap and eaten more often and not associated with celebrations that's correct and and that if you think about um you know uh especially going back to um you know first second century uh, even when you think about uh, back into you know old testament scripture uh you know you know, sacrificing a lamb, right, was, you know, much Passover. Uh, you yeah. had you well, had the lamb, the lamb, and and so, but the the the, uh, I guess the I don't want to say price, but it was m- more much more costly. Well, the, I mean, it's were, steak yeah, for us today. Like we steak. don't, and I don't, honestly, seafood's too expensive now. <laughs> like right. you know, like we eat seafood. Like it's like you know, <laughs> like that's why I think you know us, um, you know, Midwesterners love Lent so much because it's like yeah catfish you know because <laughs> right. like, um, we don't get it like get we it have an much. abundance of red meat here you mm-hmm. know we've got all you know we live you know um we you can't turn around without seeing beef livestock yeah, you know no, you can't some, we oh, have yeah, we have black angus everywhere here yeah. so we eat a lot of red meat mm-hmm. um and we eat a lot of chicken mm-hmm. yeah but yes. um still steak is considered mm-hmm. rather pricey around here so you eat steak in celebration that's how it was mm-hmm. back in jesus's day they only ate those meats in celebration and in lent we are not trying to celebrate we're trying to atone for our sins mm-hmm. through prayer through fasting through almsgiving mm-hmm. you know and so like it, it, so my mother's answer like because jesus ate fish isn't exactly <laughs> wrong best, yeah. no, it's not wrong yeah it's not wrong at all you know but you know and, and i think it's something that you know, and and I would encourage, you know, if you haven't done that in a while, really take the time to try and, and, and follow the fast yeah, uh, to, to the best of your ability. I understand there are challenges, um, but again, it goes back to prayer, uh, you know, almsgiving um, and fasting. These are the these are the components of of that Lenten process of reformation. You know, in, in other rites, it's completely different. Yeah. You know, so we were talking about it before the show, and, and I've brought it up a lot before, which is the Byzantine rite. And I happened to do that because one of my professors, Dr. Parks, is Byzantine. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, an interesting thing is that um, for them, they don't consume anything Monday until Wednesday. What? On, um, during, uh, before Ash Wednesday. Now, they actually don't do Ash Wednesday either. That's a little different thing on... Really? Uh-huh, yeah. So there's no Fat Tuesday then either? No. Um, what? Because the weeks before are known as... Um, and I could be wrong. It's like the, the, the week of cheese or the week of meat because uh, in the Byzantine Rite, there's no fish, meat, dairy, mm-hmm. oil, or wine. 
Right. Now they get, I mean, they abstain from it all wow. for the 40 day period. Wow. Right. So, so, well, pardon me, oil and oil and wine and fish can be added back in on certain days during the week. Oh, okay. So it's like th- three or four days where you can have oil and then another, and yeah, there's like a, so there's like three days where you can have oil, three days where you can have wine and like three days where you can have fish. Okay, included. so that's like okay. limiting you to like unleavened bread mm-hmm. and water. Yeah, I mean like well, vegetables, of I mean, course, I but mean you bread, know, I mean loaf. I mean that has oil in it. Well, or you make it without. So Ugh, I mean, yeah, like it's, I mean I don't so know necessarily, heavy. but yeah, I mean it's a lot of uh, that. Yeah, so vegetables. I mean, but no, no chicken, no meat, nothing at any point. Uh, but so anyway, so when it begins this period of Lent from. Um, Monday until Wednesday, they don't eat anything. Oh it's my like n- nothing. Um, it's very different in, in the Byzantine, right? They don't, for example, we say no food mm-hmm. before Eucharist. They have nothing. Oh, you have nothing from the time you go to bed until you receive the Eucharist. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing because that should. And be I thought my coffee breath, you know, <laughs> up against Father was like really bad, yeah. <laughs> you know. But <laughs> thing, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just very interesting when you hear that because again, it the the preciousness of the Eucharist and the business, you know, and not that we don't celebrate it similarly here, mm-hmm. but it, to them, it's because it's so nourishing. It should be the first thing that, that passes you consume. Yeah. Wow. So nothing before, no water, nothing. It's wow. It's really kind of neat. You get nothing going to early mass then, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. not going to 11 o'clock you're starving. 11 o'clock, right. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, the other thing that, that really jumped out to me, though, is, is kind of that idea of, you know, we talk about, you know, giving things up. Right. You know, that's why? a big thing for us Catholics. It it's is. like during Lent. Like everybody, um, like I asked you before we started the podcast, like what you giving up this year? Yeah. Well, uh, so I'm going to try the, the actually the Lent, the great Lenten fast. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, like they we'll do in see. the Byzantine, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you've been trying yeah. to like do like you really like following a plant based diet anyway. Well, so I've tried it, but I think this is an opportunity to mix something that I think has I've seen a little bit of benefit from because I really haven't. But I mean, no dairy, so no cheese. Oh, but, yeah, no dairy. Sorry, I forgot the so no milk, no dairy on certain days. Like right. this is big, right? Well, that's how yeah. we got Pancake Day, like. Fat Tuesday is also known as like Pancake National Day. Pancake Day. Yeah. And that's because in other rites of the Catholic Church, um, on Fat Tuesday, you yep. would clean out your cupboards and get rid of all of, you know, your mm-hmm. your oil, your dairy, your, you know, flour, your and that's and, and so like, you know, we think about we, that in the in the Byzantine rite. Right. Think about the influence there. Right. So they so on Fat Tuesday you used it all up. You made pancakes, <laughs> like down south, you make king yeah. cake, you know, um, you would use all that up in preparation for Lent, you yeah. know, kind of gorge yourself on Tuesday so that on um, Wednesday, you can really like settle in, settle down for Lent, you yeah. know, and start, you know, repentance. Uh, I haven't exactly decided what I'm doing for Lent. Yeah. I really wanted to do some serious research into like um, intermediate fasting Ooh, um, yeah. because, A, I'm old now. Um, <laughs> you are not old. <laughs> 30, 30 this even, year, Mike, I'm old. Not, um, old. But uh, so for health reasons, but Lent is by no means a no. reason to start a diet. But no. if I can unite my suffering, if I can unite my fasting <laughs> with um, Christ suffering, it is going to be a lot easier for me to stick with it. Mm, um, yeah. And then, okay, so there's the, you know, um, fasting part of the three pillars there. So we got fasting, mm-hmm. almsgiving, and prayer. Um, and I always like to, what is something I'm giving up? What is something I'm doing more of? 
you know, mm-hmm. so I want to just fast more regularly just in Lent in general. Um, mm-hmm. uh, fasting from not only food, but from social media, from all of those things that weigh down my prayer life. You know, I keep saying that one day I'm going to get to heaven if I'm lucky here. And um, St. Peter is going to be like, yeah, you said you didn't have time to pray, but here's your Facebook hours. So yeah. you spent, you know, a good decade looking at funny cat videos. So... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that's something else that, that kind of jumps out. So as we've said, you know, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving in terms of our um, uh, our, our process and, you know, in, in yes, yeah, Roman Catholics, you know, kind of jumping back to the Eastern Rite, uh, you know, there's they have three components as well. Uh, so you have the, the corporal, corporal or external fast, which is, again, abstaining from certain foods and drink, etc. cetera. Uh, but then you have the spiritual fast and... Um, which is abstaining from all evil, especially serious sin. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that could be interpreted so differently today. Right. Um, you know, but whatever that is for you. So it's not just about giving up food. It's about abstaining from things maybe that you're struggling with, really making a conscious effort. Right. Uh, getting away from that sin. But then there's that idea of spiritual renewal. Um, and that, that was really prominent. Not just with St. Basil and a lot of the great church fathers, but um, it's an educator. And one thing that you see is that, you know, the this this fast that I, mm-hmm. this great Lenten fast that I choose, I'm choosing to partake in. Yeah. Is that it is extremely difficult. And the only way through it is through the graces yeah. that you receive. Right. And that's the whole point. Yeah, that's that's it? the whole point. That's you know? the whole point. It's not to say this is like purgatory is or or meat is bad. It's right. not saying that at all. It is that this is so difficult that it, you're supposed to rely on right. on your faith and, and the grace is received. Right. And we get know. the forty days. Um mm-hmm. it's it's based on two accounts. So we have the Israelites wandering the desert, um, which fun yeah, fact should have only days. been an eleven day journey and took them forty years. Yeah. Um, um and that happens in Numbers chapter fourteen. They're wandering around the desert for forty years, and then mm-hmm. Jesus being tempted in the desert by the devil yep. in Matthew four. Yep. Um and so that's where we get the forty days. Um and we want to unite our suffering with, you know, our Jewish brothers and sisters in, you know, walking around yeah. um, the desert and Jesus being tempted by the devil and that and this is this is the time to do that you know this is our um earthly purgatory here it's that cleansing fire we're preparing for the coming of our savior um you know and um you told me earlier that uh so we can't say that a word here oh yeah in the roman catholic church we can't say the a word for all of lent um hallelujah i I said it I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, As a kid, that was always like really fun, like trying to make other people say it by accident. <laughs> like, I know, right? We weren't really practicing that. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a great, uh, this question comes up. So in the Roman Rite, um, do, if you were to go, for example, again, a Byzantine church, yeah. it's different. Um, and uh, uh, Ukrainian church is very similar, um, you know, Greek, uh, but... In, in the Byzantine specifically, uh, the use of Alleluia actually increases. Wow. Whereas in the, um, which is in the, in the in the Western Rite or the 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 Roman Rite, the Alleluia during it, it's they actually remove it from part of Mass. Mm-hmm. We, we as we all know, um, and then the great joy on Easter occurs, and that's when we sing it again. Right. Whereas in the Eastern, it's opposite, in that. 
they instead of replacing it, they actually use it more. Um, you know that that basically God is Lord, and you know this during this fast, this period um, is 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 a point of remembering what is to come, uh, and so that's interesting. That's beautiful to me. Um, yeah, so they, they still replace certain things, but um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, the, you're all kind of awaiting this joy. In the end, we're all truly awaiting what occurs on Easter, right? The the true rejoice. So right, yeah. and so like the forty days of Lent does not encompass Sundays. So that's why like correct your parents would tell you like growing up as cradle Catholics, you know, like oh Sunday just doesn't count, so I can eat ice cream on Sundays. Yeah. Like this is true. This is true. <laughs> you know, Sundays is your cheat day. Um, but back again to like the prayer and the fasting and the mm-hmm. almsgiving you know what are you doing extra here mm-hmm. you know to get ready um for easter here you know this is the time to work in that holy hour this is the time to try and make it to confession mm-hmm. yeah, you know yeah. this is the time to be doing that daily examination of conscience mm-hmm. you know to work that Saint into Ignatius, absolutely seven steps yeah you know and and you can google that very very quickly yeah. um you know the examination of conscience and and i think it's it, Again, it's all about, you know, what what can I do? What kind of sacrifice can I make that I think aligns or helps in in these three areas? Again, as Roman Catholics, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Right. How have you been with almsgiving? How have you been with your prayer? You know, you don't need to do an hour. Right. I'm asking that. You know, that's, you know, we understand that people have time. They've got commitments. They've got family commitments. But but again, how can I give more? Right. For me, that's like... You know, that half hour I get before bed where I'm like watching Friends or MASH or whatever instead of like going to bed and saying my rosary, yeah. you know, um, yeah. that's that giving that up and going and giving that to the Lord instead, mm-hmm. you know, going and saying my daily examination of conscience, ending my day in prayer, you know, just doing those little bitty things, maybe in the morning waking up and saying the readings, you know, you can find the readings on so many different, you know, you can find them in your bulletin. If you want to look them up in your actual Bible, you can find them, you know, through the Laudate app or what's that app you mm-hmm. use, Mike, that you like oh i bravery i bravery you know and i i personally like the word among us because then we get the daily readings in it plus the little meditation Mm -hmm. you know doing those kind of things um but also i like that point that you made earlier um giving something up if you're giving something up that is going to make you a better person a few years ago my little sister um she gave up she she works in the food service industry like she makes her dollars like being a waitress here Mm -hmm. um so personal image is part of her job and she gave that up and it was just awesome because she here she was sacrificing her outer beauty so that her inner beauty may shine and uniting that with Christ's suffering you know because people were constantly asking her you know like Grace are you feeling okay today or you know are you sick you know and she's like nope I'm just not wearing makeup (laughs) you know like this is my life right now um you know and my dad had um a few years ago, my family was always really creative in coming up with what we gave up for Lent. Yeah. He gave up ketchup for Lent <laughs> and we all laughed at him. Wow. And then my, you know, then like six year old daughter um, joined in in this with him. And so they, they you know, growing their faith together was kind of neat, you know, um, gave up ketchup because he said, when do you eat ketchup? And I was like, with French fries? I don't know. And he's like, well, when do you eat French fries? I was like, I don't know, with a cheeseburger, with fish sticks, with, oh, wow. Like in Lent, think about how much wow. like, you know, you eat 
fish you know you're getting fried fish around here so much F- fish and chips fish and mm-hmm. french fries you know um fish sticks. yeah fish yeah. sticks like all of these things require ketchup in mm-hmm. our house they did and so like that was really hard for him because it was like yeah he's getting you know casey fish fry but no ketchup so now it's just dry crusty fish you know <laughs> we switched to tartar sauce i'm kidding, I'm kidding. no tartar sauce I'm kidding. is an abomination no it's not it's very good i like um, it on my fish fillet hey fun fact um okay uh fish fillets at mcdonald's came, are actually came up uh part because um it was a bet um that he couldn't make a good um fish sandwich for catholics Correct. um the owner of mcdonald's, McDonald's. or whatever i think it um, occurred in cincinnati if i'm not mistaken i don't know it was it started off as a bet that he wrong. could make a fish sandwich for um catholics on fridays mm-hmm. and that it would be popular and so yeah. it stuck around there you go you know one of the things that you know for me i, I guess one of the suggestions i would have is Again, kind of keep a perspective, you know, why why am I doing this? You know, for example, if you're when you're talking about the fast, you know, it it's three it's three I guess for me, um, is that you know, what I'm doing in this process, you know, the prayer, the almsgiving, the fasting, all of that is about trying to conform myself to the will of God. Mm-hmm. You know, and we you know, look at look at the garden garden of Gethsemane, you know, uh, right after um, the Last Supper. You know, here we have, you know, Lord, you know, let my, let not my will, but your will. Mm-hmm. And again, so, you know, it's a great time that, you know, we ho- I, at least I hope that, you know, some of the stuff that we're sharing today inspires people uh, to maybe try just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, try to get your Lent on a little harder. She's <laughs> <laughs> a <Jeez, I'll> be- <laughs> go, ha- go harder this Lent. You can do <laughs> yeah. it. We believe in you. Yeah, that's right. That's right, because we're practicing. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, think about it that way. Every day, it's a chance to, to, to practice um, doing better in, mm-hmm. in Lent. And I think that's that kind of brings some great meaning. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess before we wrap this up, what any, any other suggestions, tips that you, you may think about that can maybe help someone? I really like... Um you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, the theologians, the saints here. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to find, you know, maybe a new saint or um, somebody you're not very familiar with or maybe somebody that you are and journeying through their faith journey, you know, with them oh, yeah. um, might help you journey through yours a little bit better. Sure. So. Well, that's great. I mean, yeah, pick up a book. I mean, something out there that could maybe help. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you're interested in reading or thinking about reading? Well, we've been talking about reading Confessions from Augustine for Augustine. Oh, forever. So I think that would be an awesome Lent book. Um, that's also something, though, that you kind of got to read and then rehash, you know, kind of Bible study it. Um, sure. So I think that would be a really good Lent one. Um, but it, there's a lot easier, um, oh, you know, yeah. St. Journeys out there that you can read much, much easier maybe not in a group setting you know I was reading um, Mark Twain actually said that his greatest accomplishment in his brain was his Joan of Arc Mm. book and I have been trying to that that's actually a pretty easy read Um, you know it it is fact-based fiction um, but it's a little bit easier you know Joan of Arc is my patron saint so um, I'd like to try and get through that at some point sure but sure you know uh, well for me certainly I'm in school right now so yeah, you um, always be reading. That's right. Um, you know, so yeah, but it affords me a great opportunity to read people that maybe I never would have mm-hmm. uh, thought of reading before. Uh, you know, Ronald Rollheiser and, and some other um, amazing theologians um, out there mm-hmm. who, who um, you know, really can, can impact your, your thought, your prayer life, and, and all of that. Um, you know, one of the things I would say is that, you know, we when we say the word theologian, we think about you know, academic theology, right. You know, but, but as, as we talked about last night, actually in class, 
Um, that's not what the church fathers really meant. No. You know, if you pray, if you read scripture, you're a theologian. Right. So maybe that's a little bit of encouragement. You know, take take a minute a day, five minutes a day. Read a little bit of scripture. Right. Don't try and worry about syntax or, or anything. Just read and and pray for God to, to bring something to you in that. Right. You know, at this period of time, start with the Gospels. Yeah. Start with your favorite gospel. Um, and, and when you're done that gospel, you know, over the next, let's say, 40 days, move to the letters of Paul. Again, that in, in that time, guess what? You're a theologian. Right. You I know? mean, you know, I had that quote from Father Mike Schmitz earlier, mm-hmm. and I would consider him a, an amazing academic theologian, oh, you know, yeah. and I look for him to eventually be, you know, venerable um, just because of the amount of work that he has done mm-hmm. in bringing the Catholic Church into the, you know, new age of technology and that. But right now he's got the 365 day um Bible in a year podcast and that's about you know 20 minutes of your day Mm. um and you know he he you know started in Genesis and you know he's got like a um the part in the Bible and then he you know throws a psalm in there with it and then a little bit of a reflection on there you know if you just don't really know where to begin um and you know for those of you commuting and stuff that's a that's a good way to kind of jump on board you know and so many masses are still being live streamed you know you can um find mass daily mass online just about anywhere right now so that's amazing i mean and and i think yeah you know again find that resource Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot out there um and with a little bit more practice i think we'll all become a lot better we can become in the practicing (laughs) if i can say that right practicing catholics that we need to be that's right anyway everyone thank you so much god bless and we'll be back again next week with another great episode 